Case three, the invitation of the patriarch to Eastern India. Introduction, the state before the beginning of time, a turtle heads for the fire. The one phrase specially transmitted outside of doctrine, the lip of a mortar bears flowers. Now tell me, is there any accepting and upholding, reading and reciting in this? Case. A Raja of an East Indian country invited the 27th Buddhist patriarch Prajnatara to a feast. The Raja asked him, why don't you read scriptures? The patriarch said, this poor wayfarer doesn't dwell in the realms of the body or mind when breathing in, doesn't get involved in myriad circumstances when breathing out. I always reiterate such a scripture, hundreds, thousands, millions of scrolls. And um, before we move on to writing, it turns out that the reason it says Eastern India, because I did a little research, is that much like different realms at different points in time, like Spain were divided into different kingdoms. That's exactly the way India was at this time, divided into different um, different regions. And this apparently was a, a small one in Eastern India. But you can ask Trouty, I'm sure she can give you even better information than that summary. Yeah, I'm curious about uh, whether Buddhism was slow to go there. Mm -hmm. That's the inference I have, that they invited him to this far off land. What I'm more curious about is that in the article I read, um, this um, patriarch was a girl. Do you really mean a girl or do you mean a woman? A like a, young, a girl, a child, a girl. A child. Mm -hmm. the, the, the patriarch, quote unquote, which is, refers to a male, named Prajnatara. Prajnatara was a female? According to this article, yes. Wow. So I find it interesting that they make, the Rajna asked him but but we can also look into that again more later i don't know that that's the meat of this i just found it interesting i'm going to show you a picture of her okay don't you want to see it yes Ah, uh, beautiful. Oh, Prajnatara. What was the teacher of Bodhidharma? That's the, what the article said. Yeah. Did you say that? I did not. Oh. And see the third article, Prajnatara, mother of Zen. Here it says, who is believed to have been a woman. Because there is some evidence that she was a woman. 
But uh, according to the source of all things, otherwise called Wikipedia, um, it wasn't until 2008 that uh, it was suggested or in public conversation that this could have been a woman. I mean, the, the, this person, Reverend Koten Benson, uh, referred to archeological evidence from Southern India talking about female teachers and that this could have been uh, a female teacher, but uh, it, it, our friends at Wikipedia indicate it was not uh, so well received by everyone. Mm -hmm. Heaven forbid. Right. And, that, and now it's more politically okay for there to be a woman patriarch. Well, I believe the word would be matriarch, no? Thank you. No, I wasn't saying to correct you. I was saying because... No, you, you did correct me. That's, no, if, no. If, if it's that a woman, it's a matriarch. Intention. That wasn't my intention. My intention was to say that the literature um can bend a little to say maybe it was a woman but they're still going to say patriarch yeah so here's where it would be confusing if you make a list of the patriarchs and, <laughs> and she's a matriarch then she wouldn't be 27th anymore you know these are the patriarchs so so it maybe it's a generic word as, as well as ah uh, perhaps okay so we will sit for 10 minutes or, I mean, we'll do whatever we do, right or whatever. Okay. Right. Okay. As we're talking, do you want me to have the, the, the case up that works okay who'd like to start mine is short and simple because i used my time to just sit and and be because i think that's what this case is about um but there were things, a couple of things that kept coming into my mind. Um, and one was the lip of a mortar bears flowers. And from the article I read, I think it was in Lions or I don't know. One of the things it mentioned about her, honeys. One of the things it mentioned about her was that she was orphaned. As, as a child, didn't know her parents. And I kept thinking about a mortar and, and what that does and how it grinds you down, like life can sometimes grind you down. And I would imagine as an orphan in um, this part of the world, it, it was such, could have been such a, a difficult life. And yet here she was a flower. Here she was this amazing, um, matriarch, patriarch, um, who, who came forward. So that was really the only thing that I 
wrote about. And I also thought as I thought about being an orphan and how in many ways, how complicated and challenging that life would be also in some ways, how simple and wonderfully freeing that life would be in, in, in the sense that um, you're not distracted by all of these worldly things. I would imagine that the Raja was far more distracted by worldly things that would keep him away from the essence of life as it is than her life, which kept her so in touch with life as it is, with the weather changes, with the feeling of the ground if she fell asleep on the ground, with the taste of the first bite she might have gotten from begging for food in a while. So anyway, that was my time. I just want to say something about the lip of the mortar. Um, this could be completely wrong, but when you're grinding seeds, which you do with a mortar and pestle, the seeds would not get ground around the lip so they could sprout. Does that make sense? Also, lip is, lip is mouth, too. Right? So, okay, so take it going from there, the mortar would be, um, the flowers would be the real Dharma, the essence coming from the lip. I would like to say this about the mortar. So, okay. I know it's totally inappropriate for the time period we're speaking of, but the, the visualization I had of this was a military mortar with a flower coming out of it, like you often saw during the Vietnam War, a weapon with a live flower placed in it, which was a sign of anti-war so I know that's not what this is speaking to but time and again when I sat with the mortar and the flower that's what um, I saw again and again Nandia that's quite beautiful and I'm gonna tell you why I, that resonates so much with me there was a time when I was buying gifts for people and for myself from a place called 10,000 Villages. Um, and it, it, it basically supports cottage industry all over the world. Um, and one of the things that caught my eye was this necklace. And I bought it for everyone I knew at the time um, that was, um, it was, I don't remember the metal, maybe copper, maybe, it doesn't really matter, but it was in the shape of a flower and it came from uh, Cambodia and those necklaces and that flower was made from the um, bomb remnants that were left in Cambodia during the Vietnam War. Mm. And so thank you, that's why. Yes, I also have a necklace from 10,000 villages made of made from bullet casings. There, there you are. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. 
So there's a lot of allusions to the lotus coming from muddy water. And so uh, that was my, when I did this photo a little while ago. It was the same idea of, of uh, something coming from something very dissimilar, life coming from nothing. So. That's beautiful, Tim. Uh, I have more to read, but uh, should I do it? Sure. So there's a story about Buddha coming to a feast and refusing to talk because they, they were paying him. He said, now that you've paid me, I can't say anything. And now I'm curious um, if that story is actually this koan. And it's not Buddha, but the 27th patriarch. But... Uh, and then also, what I never got about that story was the refusing to talk, which we're seeing in the three koans, is also kind of connected to there's nothing to say. So I put, or maybe this is the story. Uh, <coughs> and then again, we have leaking. Even the, the scriptures are leaking all over. Mm -hmm. Saying things that are... are uh, not really the, the essence. And it seems that there's this constant tension between Zen and, and other Buddhism about what's the real teaching. Is it something that can be verbalized? Yeah. And the, the eulogy that they refer to seemed to me to be connected to the death of the scripture. That's how I take it. Because it no longer has any life to it. And what is the real scripture? And it's the scripture that the 27th patriarch is, is doing, just kind of negating, dropping um, body, mind, and one more thing and myriad things. We're not getting attached to sensory, like no no tongue. What we say in which of the mantras, no tongue, no eye. The Heart Sutra. So now Malen will clear this all up. Hey, Malen. I uh, I don't know if it's too noisy in here. In that case, I will just listen. No, it's perfect. You're perfect. We don't okay. hear any the background noise. Okay. Well, the the way I read it was um, I remember a teaching of Lori when she said, uh, "Try to go beyond yourself," and uh, I was trying to figure out how it was to to drop yourself and to merge with the universe. And I work a little watercolor, but I, I'm in my phone now and I don't know if I can share. But uh, it was it was just uh, this very basic exercise 
of the fingerprint and while well, you keep on putting it, it will fade out because, you know, it has no color in it. And that was my approach to try to understand how to lose your identity, but trying to go beyond yourself and reach the universe. So that's what I did. And I think, I think um, even conceiving of the universe not as a thing, but as, as vast, boundless, you know, not something with edges. Is that how you see it, Nguyen? Yeah. I mean, it it, is it, we can't have a, even a word for it, really. It's, it's so expansive. Yeah. Yeah, I was, well, I, I can mention it another time. Yeah, I was, I was thinking about that just too. Nandia? Yeah, I thought um, it's interesting because this contradiction why don't you read the scriptures? And then the reply, I always reiterate such a scripture, hundreds, thousands, millions of scrolls. So reiterate can mean to repeat, it can also mean to do. So this poor wayfarer doesn't dwell in the realms of the body or mind. Uh, there's there's a there's a, a non-attachment here it doesn't get involved in myriad circumstances there's this non-attachment but then there's a, a a repetition a a living within so to speak the scripture so I just uh, thought that was, there's something important there. Um, and I, I wonder also if there's anything important that uh, it's inviting a Prajnatara to a feast. Like, why this detail? Why not? You know they're hanging out and they had a chat no the the prajnatara has been invited to a feast which usually there are many dignitaries and many people present at a feast that uh that araja somebody who has a lot of power and money in in old india it wouldn't just be them sitting across a table with a candle in between them, you know. This would be a big to-do. Um, so I, I don't know why this is stated like this. Just curious. Is there a connection between Bodhidharma saying, 
when he's asked who are you and he says i don't know and and the the patriarch calling you know calling himself uh what what is it a poor page a poor wayfarer or a, a lowly what is it what word does he use yeah a poor wayfarer yeah yeah you know what i mean there's a connection of dropping ego well it's uh, saying like, don't uh don't elevate me don't don't put some kind of uh label and don't put your stuff here it doesn't belong here i'm just this being on this path no different of course this this poor little old wayfarer is also called the 27th buddhist patriarch so that ain't nothing right and there's the isn't that where the tension lies right on the one hand on on an earthly plane um the raja is the one who's elevated the power up position and the patriarch is saying, I'm a wayfarer, and yet not because she is the Buddha's mouthpiece. So even above the worldly position of the Raja, so to speak, if that's how we hold things in, in how we view the world. So I love that tension of her, although far more elevated in some sense in that the Raja would want this person at this feast. Just laying all of those differentiations, those power differentials, those status differentials, just laying them aside and saying, you know, none of this matters. But, you know, in, in real life in 2023 or whatever this is, um, is it not a lot easier to lay all that crap aside when you already have it? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I guess in some ways, yes, and in some ways, no. But it, it's, uh, I don't know. It's a, it seems to be a little bit of a privileged view to me. Well, we, we find a lot of that in art, too, where people who have a very formal background then um, throw that away. Like, Nelda, aren't some of the modern dancers trained in classical dance? Oh, generally, yes, that's the beginning. But I want to take this some, somewhere else to touch on what Nandia said. Um, only because I've had this experience and isn't that part of what the Buddha said, go out and experience life and come to your own conclusion, right? About things. So um, having grown up really poor, my grandparents were a slumlord. So again, the, the, this, this tension, although we lived in a slum, you know, on slum property, we were the owner's children, right? So there's that tension there. Um, and I, I think what happened, at least for me, and I've seen this happen for others, is you do aspire to being in that position where you're in this, a position of what we call privilege, and then realize that it carries really very little if it doesn't carry with it certain jewels. 
And so my conclusion of that experience, having begun in, in one setting and ending up at least at this point in a, in a different one is, oh, I could easily be poor again, really poor again like that. Because poverty doesn't necessarily kill you. It's the lack of love that will kill you. It's the lack of care in that sense that will kill you. Um, and, and so my, my, my point being, yes, it is very easy to speak from an elevated or privileged position. But at the same time, if you had that like light and like you can't have light without dark you can't have dark without light if you've had the blessing the good fortune of both those experiences you're able at least for me how it imprinted on me is able to tweeze out the elements that are important and it's not worldly riches the first teaching he gives is, is all encapsulated in that poor wayfarer, isn't it? Like you thought, and, and you thought I was a scripture, but really I'm just ordinary life. Do you want to read the commentary? Who's next? Sure. You are Kim, are you the first on the list? I guess so. What is the green drink? Matcha. I had matcha. The 27th Patriarch was first called Kaira, <laughs> Kaira maybe, as a boy. As it came to pass that the 26th Patriarch Punya, uh, Punya Mita was riding by in a chariot together with the King of Eastern India, who was known as the Resolute. The Patriarchs asked the boy, can you remember things of the past? The boy, Kaira, replied, <coughs> I remember that eons ago, I lived in the same place as you, Master. You were expounding Mahaprajna, great wisdom, and I was upholding the most profound scripture. I have been awaiting you here to assist you in the true teaching. The patriarch said to the <coughs> Raja, this is one of the lesser holy ones. This is a bodily reflection of Maha Thamaprata, the one this who has is arrived. Not one of the lesser holy ones. This is not. Sorry. Just Good. to say. Thank you. This is one of the lesser holy ones. Not. The, this is not one of the lesser holy ones. This is a bodily reflection of Mahatapa Brapa, the one who has arrived at great power. The Raja had the boy get into the chariot, took him to the palace, and made offerings to him. <coughs> when the boy put on monastic robes and had his head shaven, the patriarch drew 
on the connection with the prajna or the wisdom scripture to have a name Prajnatara, Jewel of Wisdom. The Lang Court took Bodhidharma to be Avalokiteshvara. In India, they considered his teaching Prajnatara to be Mahasthamaprata only uh, Amitabha Buddha. Oh, only Amitabha Buddha hasn't come down here to earth so far. I think that's the, the, the next Buddha, but maybe I'm wrong. A long pause. Fengan talks too much. <coughs> Later, as it happened with the royal family provided for an assembly, the Honorable Prajnatara presided. This old fellow displayed wonders and fooled the crowd. At that time, he should have, knocked, he should have been knocked over to cut off the complications. If we wait for the question, why the honored one doesn't read scriptures, after all, it can't be let go. And this old fellow, Prajnatara, had no signs of greatness either. He took a gourd horse, dipper, and flipped it over once. The Braja bowed in respect at that. What does he know? I say the king of a nation coveted one grain of another's rice. The reverend lost 10,000 years provisions. Okay, does someone else? Oh, he only knew his iron spine held up the sky. <coughs> he didn't realize his brain had fallen to the ground. If you want to help him up, only Tang Tong can do that. I will just listen, maybe. Okay. His verse says, a cloud rhino gazes at the moon, its light engulfing radiance. He subtly puts a line through. The pattern is already evident. A wood horse romps in spring, swift and unbridled. Going through a cluster of hundreds of flowers, not a petal sticks to his body. Under the eyebrows, a pair of cold blue eyes. Never chased a bunch of snakes and ants. How can reading scriptures reach the piercing of oxhide gone through? The clear mind produces vast eons, one arrow before the prehistoric Buddhas. Heroic power smashes the double enclosure, shoots through the double barrier. In the subtle round mouth of the pivot, turns the spiritual works. When has it ever moved? Anshan forgot the road by which he came. Not being present for a while is like being the same as a dead man. Shide led him back by the hand. This has to be a man of the same locality. I'm going to read that paragraph again without all the little asides. See if it makes a different kind of sense. His verse says, a cloud rhino gazes at the moon, its light engulfing radiance. A wood horse romps in spring, swift and unbridled. Under the eyebrows, a pair of cold blue eyes. How can reading scriptures reach the piercing of oxhide? The clear mind produces vast eons, 
heroic power smashes the double enclosure. In the subtle round mouth of the pivot turns the spiritual works. Hanshan forgot the road by which he came. Shide led him back by the hand. Thank I thought, oh, that was the commentary. Why does it say commentary here? Oh, it's the commentary on the commentary? No, no, no. The com this commentary here is not, is a translated commentary, not uh, I see. Thomas Cleary's okay. words. All right. So one is comments and one is commentary. This is the really part of the translation. Okay. And so Nelda. Commentary. Pardon me. Oh, what is it that we just read? I see what you mean, Nadia. Is, is your book the same way where there's two commentaries? There are two commentaries. Okay, so I don't know. That was my question. Yeah, I, I see, and I don't know. Commentary. The opening two lines eulogize, quote, not dwelling in the realms of body or mind, not involved in myriad circumstances, close quote. According to the analysis of, a canonical, of canonical teachings, five clusters, form, sensation, conception, conditioning, consciousness, 12 sense media, eye, form, ear, sound, nose, smell, tongue, taste, body, feel, mind, phenomena, and 18 elements consisting of 12 media plus six associated consciousnesses are called three groups. The honored one Prajnatara just brought up the head and the tail, implicitly including. And oh, it is. Yes. Okay, go on. I'm sorry. Implicitly including what's in between. The Sanskrit word anapana is translated as breathing out and breathing in. There are six methods involved with this counting, following, stopping, contemplating returning, purification. The details are in the great treatise or on cessation and contemplation by the master of Tiantai. Those whose preparation is not sufficient should not fail to be acquainted with this. Guishan's admonitions say, if you have not yet embraced the principles of the teachings, you have no basis to attain, uh, attain understanding of the mystic path. The Jewel Mind Treatise of Sheng Zhao is beautiful. A priceless jewel is hidden within the pit of the clusters of being. When will you find the spiritual light shining alone, far transcending the sen uh, senses? Tiantong says, a cloud rhino gazes at the moon, its light engulfing radiance. In an ancient song, it says that the rhino grew his horn while gazing at the pattern on the moon. Good words are to be treasured, but in the final analysis, 
they tend toward feelings and thoughts based on literary content. A wood horse romps and springs, swift and unbridled. This eulogizes breathing out, not involved in myriad circumstances. One might say that skillful action has no tracks. Under the eyebrows, a pair of cold blue eyes. Lupu, Luopu said, one who has only understood himself and has not yet clarified the eye of objective reality is someone who has only one eye. If you want both eyes to be perfectly clear, you must not dwell in the realms of body or mind and not get involved in myriad circumstances. And to realize this, you must hang sun and moon high in the shadowless forest, <coughs> implicitly discern the spring and autumn on the budless branches. How can reading scripture reach the piercing of oxide? Chang Gin Ding said, what fault is there in the eyes? And in the heroic March scripture, it says, now as you look over this assembly of sages, using <coughs> the eyes to look around, those eyes see everywhere, just like a mirror in which there is no special discrimination. If you miss it here, as Yale Sean said, you must even pierce through oxide. I say, after all, he had the adamantine eye. I don't know what that word means. Does it's anyone? The, it's the Buddha's gaze, that slightly relaxed eye. But look it up and you'll see images of it. I didn't either. And I looked it up. I, I, I don't know if I can look it up here. Okay. It was in that article, and I thought, what is that? Unyield, unyielding, inflexible, having the strength of a diamond. Great. Thank you. The clear mind produces vast eons. The third patriarch said, just do not hate or love, and all will be clear. Even if one moment of thought is 10,000 years, this could not be fully upheld, uh, Lumen said. The whole earth is a student's volume of scripture. The whole earth is a student's eye. With this eye, read this scripture for countless eons without interruption. <coughs> I say it is not easy to read. Heroic power smashes the double enclosure. During the latter Han Dynasty, Wang Mang sent his brothers Wang Zheng and Wang Ji to Kanyang, where they surrounded Gang Wu with, a dozen, with dozens of rows of soldiers. Gang Wu's army was weak and he wanted to surrender to Zun and Yi, but Yi refused. Therefore, Guan Wu made his generals more determined. They marshaled their troops out to fight back and routed Zan and Yi. The honorable progenitara was complete in both respects, cultural and military. Out. 
he is a general, he is a minister. The elements of being, of body and mind, and the myriad circumstances are more than the double ex- <coughs> than the double enclosure. Okay, Milan. I mean, Nandia. Milan still just listening. Okay. Uh, we are. Can you point? Ah, in the subtle round mouth of the pivot turns the spiritual works. In the ancient classic Raya, the pivot is called the hinge nest. Gupu's annotation says that it is a door hinge. Flowing water doesn't go stale. A door hinge is not worm eaten. It means it is active. The honored one acted before being directed turned spontaneously without being pushed, whether on this side or that side. He was beyond right and wrong. Ching Chong separates the sand, picks out the gold, distinguishes the marks and divides the ounces. He has judged the fine points. In the last two lines, he still has extra talent and says, when Heng Shan forgot the road whence he came, Shai will lead him by the hand to return. This eulogizes the Oceanic Congregation of the National Assembly, boring through paper, piercing windows. The honored one is so kind, he holds forth in brief, lifting the blind to return the baby sparrow. From the something paper full of holes comes a silly fly. His use of Hanshan's palm poem is like joining complementary tokens. The poem says, if you want a place to rest your body, cold mountain is good for long preservation. A subtle breeze blows in the dense pines. Heard from close by, the sound is even finer. Underneath the trees is a grayling man, furiously reading Taoist books. 10 years I couldn't return. Now I've forgotten the road whence I came. After Lu Xling came to call, he went back together with Shaid. After going out the pine gate, he never returned to the monastery. One book says, volubly reading Taoist books. This versifies a lost child forgetting how to return and a lost man pointing the way. Emperor Zhang of the latter Tang Dynasty invited Chen Master Shu uh, Jing of Huanyan Temple into the palace for a feast. The great teachers and great worthies there were all reading scriptures. Only Master Zhang, uh, I'm sorry, I, I can't. I can't read my own book. Only Master Zhui Zhang's group was silent. The emperor asked, why don't you read scripture? Zhui Jing said, when the way is easy, we don't pass along the imperial command. Oh, I'm so sorry. I think that's hilarious. <laughs> when the way is easy, we don't pass along the imperial command. During the Halicon days, we stopped singing the songs of great peace. The emperor said, for you not to read scripture may be all right, Master, but why don't your followers read them either? 
Zhuang, no, Zhu Jing said, in a lion's den, there are no other kinds of animals. Where the elephant walks, there are no fox tracks. Hmm. The emperor said, why do the great teachers and great worthies all read scripture? Zhu Jing said, jellyfish have no eyes. In seeking food, they must depend on prawns. The emperor was delighted. At that, the honored patriarch Prajnatara had been called Mahathamaprapta. Mahathamaprapta for long eons. And because she recited the profoundest scripture, she was named Prajnatara by her teacher but really had not yet got rid of habit energy and was bested by Zhu Jing, who after all has the nose of a patrobe monk. At this point, I unconsciously let out a laugh. What was I laughing at? When the statue of young bear, when the statues of young Ju bear their chests, when the pictures of Gongxian close their mouths, Okay, it's all clear now. Oh, great. Other than it all being clear for Nandia now, does anyone else want to say anything before we go to case four? That was sarcastic. Just I know, I know, I know. It's your turn to read. Are we ready for case four? We have more to read. But do, no, this does anybody have anything else to say about um, case three and what's going on here? <laughs> well, this is all that's in my book. And then it goes to case four. Well, I know that's all that's that's written. I'm asking if I know humanly comment. Oh, I'm sorry, because the book has other added sayings, cases. It does. Sorry. Do you think we should hear that, Nelda? I, I, I'm looking over it, and I think it's just restating what's already been stated. Um, let me see, here's one. A cloud rhino gazes at the moon, its light engulfing radiance. He subtly puts a line through. The pattern is already evident. A wood horse romps in spring, swift and unbridled, going through a cluster of hundreds of flowers, not a petal sticks to his body. Oh, I like this one because it reminds me of what she said, where she's like, I don't, you know, I don't get distracted. Under the eyebrows, a pair of cold blue eyes, never chased a bunch of snakes and ants. <laughs> I'm thinking, ah, oh, those are our distractions, snakes and ants. Anyway. So I just have a question. Um, is there, 
I have heard that there's no book of scriptures in Buddhism. Is that correct? Am I incorrect? Like the Bible in Well, there's all there's the Pali Canon, which is all the like this I've seen it, like this wide of all Buddhist talks. So I think there are scriptures. Yeah. What you might be referring to is the fact that um, these were all uh, talks that he gave to specific people for specific purposes. So in terms of like a holy truth, they're not that. They're provisional to the, the situation. So maybe, maybe that, oh, go on, Anandia, what's your opinion? regarding the canon I mean, different schools of Buddhism use different scriptures. I'm sure you know this, Mila. Yes. And they're not just sort of different tellings of the same quote-unquote stories. They're different stuff. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, Kim, but just to no, say. No, that's fine. Bigger that, than the Pali canon. Yes, yes. So there's stuff that was probably written way after Buddha, that the Mahayana, um, us Mahayana peoples um, read. And then also the author, some believe the author of the Bible is God. Uh, but these are not scriptures in that sense. It's not the holy word. So Kim, I'm going to show my lack of knowledge. So things like the Diamond Sutra, is that not um, considered? Um, the word. Not in the sense of words from God or the universe or whatever, but in the sense of a guiding um, work of writing. Is that not in that sense scripture? I just think it's, it depends on what you mean by scripture. Right, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Is it, is it, um, and people certainly revere it like that. In certain people, like as sacred, but um, so I, I don't know what more to say here. Should we read case four, or do you want to say more about this so far? I'm sure we'll come back to it. These are all so connected. Aren't they? Mm -hmm. So yeah. far? Mm -hmm. They're all about words and leaking and... Lots of words about how you can't use words. Yes. It doesn't feel settled for me. Oh, okay. I'm sorry, I didn't hear that. It doesn't feel settled for me. Oh, do you think we should spend another week on it and start all over? No, that's oh. not what I'm saying. Okay. The first 
uh, too felt more familiar and friendly. But I suppose, you know, different people respond differently to different cases, you know, just saying. So Nandia, do you know what the good fortune of having gone through for a long period of time, the Christian tradition in a wonderful practice, the Methodist practice, is that a constant mantra was walk the walk, don't talk the talk. And so when I read this one, I was like, this is about walk the walk, don't talk the talk. And, I, and so it fell into that space for me, but it's not, I'm not saying that is the road. I'm just saying over time, I think different uh, koans and different things we hear fall into their, it's like dust settling into its proper space. Thank you. Okay, should we read um, case four? Nandia? Yes. Okay. Is it, is it my turn? Yes. Uh, how much should I read? Oh, just the introduction in the case, okay. just to hear. Okay, case four, what is your title? The world honored one points to the ground. Introduction. As soon as a single mote of dust arises, the whole earth is contained therein. With a single horse and a single lance, the lands extended. Who is this person who can be master in any place and meet the source in everything? Case. The, as the world honored one was walking with the congregation, going along, following the heels of another, he pointed to the ground with his finger and said, this spot is good to build a sanctuary. Shouldn't move earth on the head of the guardian spirit. Indra, emperor of the gods, took a blade of grass, stuck it in the ground and said, the sanctuary is built. Repairs won't be easy. The world honored one smiled. Reward and punishment are distinctly clear. I had heard that it was Ananda who did the blade of grass, but Nelda will tell us if she finds anything where referencing that or was, have I heard the story wrong? Yeah, I like historical placement of things. So I'll look at if there's a Lion's Roar article or something similar, a tricycle. Yeah, who was it who stuck the blade of grass? That's my question. Mm -hmm. And then, but then it adds to it 
there's more to that about the work. I think there Thomas Clary's uh, comment might be useful. Anyway, should we uh, call it a night? We should call it the end of this class. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, everyone. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Good night. You Good night.